Welcome back to Leatherheads Footy. My name is Morgan. On this episode, Hawthorne Hawks early 2023 preview and best 24. Episodes now live on Spotify. If you just want the audio, jump on there. Like and subscribe if you haven't already. But let's get ready to rumble. Hawthorne best 24 heading into next year. Starting off in the back line, as I always do, the key pillars are going to be Sam Frost and Denger Granger Barras. Uh, Granger Barras coming into his third season, 2020 draft, COVID draft, as it's become known. He's still developing, but looks like he's a really good key position prospect. Attacking defender, who are really in vogue at the moment. I don't think you can be drafted first round and um, really not considered strongly as a, as a high talent key position prospect, unless you've got that intercept attacking game. The days of the pure lockdown defender are kind of over. The game's become such an intercept game, and those players are so valuable that you really need to have more than one string to your bow, to use that saying that I don't really understand the origin of. Um, Granger Brass is that, and he complements Frost well, because Frost is more of your lockdown guy. He offers a bit of rebound. He's got fantastic pace, and he does that Frost ball thing where he just takes off, attacks the game. No one knows what he's doing, least of all him. But he's more of your lockdown guy, uh, really quick, the closing speed helps uh, cutting off those leads and getting a spoil in, but he doesn't take a whole heap of intercept marks. He's more your defensive defender, whereas Granger Barras is your guy that will be able to take those intercepts, along with James Sisley, who's sort of the prototype attacking defender. He intercepts really, really strongly. He had to play a bit of key position last year because of injuries and not really having the strong key defensive stocks, but he's ideally, I think, that third tall defender where he can really influence the game and not have to worry about his opponent being too damaging. And then he uses that beautiful right foot kick. He'll take most of the kick outs because he just uses the ball so well. And then he can push up the ground to provide an attacking option when he's not defending. But don't get it twisted. He's a fantastic defender as well. Really good body work one-on-one and yeah, excellent, excellent player. Then we move into sort of your mid-sized size players. I've got Jack Scrimshaw. Even though he's listed as taller than Sicily, he doesn't play quite as tall. Even though his intercepting game is coming along quite nicely and he uses that left foot very akin to Grant Birchall. Um, wears a number 14 as well, but he's a nice kick. He see, just seems like a classy player. He's got time. Maybe not that quick or athletic, but yeah, he's got good size about him, got good composure and um, solid skills. Makes pretty good decisions from what I've seen. Then you've got Giath, again, similar player. It's a very dynamic Hawks backline. When you move away from the actual key position players, their mid to uh, smaller types are really good overhead, really agile. Giath exploded onto the scene at the start of the year, showed that athleticism, apparently had a chat with Sam Mitchell at the start of this season, and Mitchell basically sat him down and said, um, CJ, why aren't you playing AFL? You've got all the attributes. You should be in the AFL team each week. And Giath, that was what he needed, that confidence boost, took it in his stride and... It's a fantastic stride at that. Uh, exploded onto the scene, as I mentioned before. Yeah, really good player. Provides heaps of run out of defense and can shut down. Courageous in the air. Reads the ball well in the air and um, has got a good leap on him to cut off those balls coming into the 50. Then you've got Blake Hardwick. He's your lockdown guy. Really, really solid player. Hawks fans love him. They think he should have been in the All-Australian consideration for the squad at least, but Really, really solid lockdown guy, but also distributes, has a, has had a few big disposal games across halfback, but mainly there is a defender and that real hard edge defender sets the tone defensively in this Hawthorne backline. On the bench, I've got Jarman Impey and Lockie Bramble. 
one of these guys probably missing out. At this stage, I'd say it would be Bramble. Um, I like his run and carry, and I like the, the creativeness of his run off halfback. Not afraid to take a risk, take a running bounce, bounce uh, weave around an opponent. And I like that. Impy, pretty similar. I think Impy just looks a little bit classier, a little bit cleaner with his skills and a bit more experienced at AFL level. Bramble was a, a mature age recruit coming out of the VFL, I'm pretty sure, whereas Impy came across from Port Adelaide, uh, had a horrible um, knee injury, like a really bad hyperextension, I think halfway through last season but hopefully can come back and find some form because he's another guy that provides that pace and he'd be a good lockdown option as well with that pace and athleticism, hopefully lockdown a dynamic small forward. Moving into the midfield, this is where we see some of the off-season acquisitions of the Hawks come into play. On the wing, I've got Carl Amon, fantastic winger, one of the better wingers in the competition in my opinion, offers heaps of run, can run all day, links up well. He's a interesting left foot kick, kicks across his body, um, penetrating kick. He's got a fantastic sidestep, so watch out for that. Finishes in front of goals, and uh, he's got, yeah, to use that saying again, he's got a few more strings to his bow than your typical winger. He tackles really well, so he could actually push inside, but as I mentioned, can go forward and kick a goal, but really a, yeah, an elite uncontested player and someone the Hawks will look to a lot of the time coming out of defense, looking to the open spaces on the MCG wings in particular. Guy Newcomb, guy coming into his third year, but really second and a half year after being a mid-season draftee in 2021. He, I, I don't know how you can not like the way this guy goes about it. Just a really honest, hardworking footballer. Uh, was actually in Cairns where I live for the off-season. A mate spotted him on one of the reef boats and yeah, said he was a cool guy, really, really chill and quiet, which yeah, you'd kind of expect. Fantastic in and under player. I probably didn't quite understand how like how diverse of a player he really is. Looking at him, at first glance, you'd think, oh, he's just a bit of an inside bull, feeds the handball out. But he actually kicks the ball really well, and he kicks low penetrating kicks. He can get out the front of the stoppage and provide that real penetration with his clearance, which is really important. Uh, so I think he's a well-rounded guy and definitely a guy that the Hawks are going to be building their midfield around for the next 10 years. Will Day on the other wing, um, exciting. I, I don't know. I think... One of the more exciting younger players and one of the guys that had a 2019 draft, Hawks potentially reached for him a little bit at pick 12 from memory. Um, and we've just seen glimpses because he keeps getting injured. He's one of these guys that comes into the AFL, heaps of talent, but just really undersized, um, skinny and gets knocked around in the contest. And as a result, yeah, it doesn't quite have the structural integrity around his joints and gets injured a lot. But I think his, um, his final position, I think, will be on the wing. Um, potentially maybe a, a damaging halfback flanker, but I think on the wing is a good place for him, particularly given the Hawks don't have an obvious second winger. And then Morrison, the third in that wing rotation, uh, I think had a pretty good finish to the end of the year and there's not really anyone else who can play that outside role. Moving into the rest of the inside mids, I've got Josh Ward and Warple starting in there. Ward and Newcomb are locks, in my opinion, to play that inside midfield role. They've cleared it out in the off season. And I think Ward, he's got the tank for it. It looks like he's built his frame up. He's a classy, classy player. And he's, he's going to be, yeah, 250 gamer for the Hawks. I've got no doubt about that. Grew up supporting them as well. So that always helps. And then, um, or oh, just a little bit more on Ward, I suppose he's, he's your perfectly balanced inside, outside midfielder, maybe erring a little bit more towards the outside, but He's got all the skills. He's got the running capacity to cover the ground, play outside. 
Um, he makes really, really quick decisions and he gets rid of the ball quickly, which is essential if you're playing inside mid, you don't often have a lot of time. He's agile and he makes quick, good decisions. He's He takes that extra half a second to spot up an option and hit them with a kick or a handball that other players just wouldn't have seen and wouldn't have taken the time to see. Warpool, I've just got in there ahead of Nash. I think Sam Mitchell obviously likes him and it's it's now or never for Warpool. As I mentioned, cleared out that midfield. He's got to take this opportunity. Otherwise, we'll see someone like Nash come in. Nash offers, I think, that physical presence that they might lean on him for. Because they've got rid of O'Meara and Tom Mitchell, they might be a little bit light on just for physicality around the contest. And Nash provides physicality. That's his great strength at 94 kilos, 197 centimeters. He's a really strong tackler and he can probably protect these lighter framed younger midfielders a little bit. But I've got Warpool starting in that first center bounce because as I mentioned, it's now or never for him. And then in the ruck, Lloyd Meek coming across from Fremantle. I think he'll get first crack at being the number one ruck. They've tried with Reeves and um, Lynch, Lynch who came across from Collingwood the previous year. I think if you've got two guys like that and neither of them have cemented the spot and you bring in another Ruckman after McAvoy retired, then to me it just makes sense to give Meek at least a little bit of an extended run at the start of the year to have a crack, see what he can do at AFL level. He showed signs, but never going to get a run in front of Darcy and with Jackson coming over to Frio, he's not going to get a look in, even if Darcy goes down. But... Hawthorne, young ruck, fits their list profile, dominates the waffle. He's massive. He's physically developed. We'll just see if he's got the skill set now and the endurance base to play at AFL level. Finally, the forward line, a young forward line, particularly the key forwards, but they're looking pretty promising. Mitch Lewis showed signs in the preseason of 2022, kicked like eight goals in intra-club. Yeah, make of it what you will. It's not, obviously they're playing against their own reserves, so it's not fantastic opposition, but he did average two and a half goals per game, um, missed three or four games, otherwise would have been in contention for the Coleman. And in a team that scored as, as few goals as Hawthorne did, that's pretty impressive. He's another guy, full preseason. Again, he'll be ready to explode. We'll just will rely, obviously, on Hawks getting enough entries inside 50. But he's a guy that's really starting to play with presence and had the best um, conversion at goal from set shots of any key forward in the AFL. So that always helps, but he's starting to really clunk those contested marks and had a few games where you start to think, okay, this guy can have a real presence on the AFL scene as a key forward. And then Kaczynski, um, big couple of games. He like broke, I think kicked five on debut. Same game that, uh, game that Phil Thorpe, I think kicked five on debut, which was a little bit funny. Um, He's agile. He's probably not your like real out muscle key forward, but he's a guy that can provide a little bit at ground level, a little bit like Gunston. Hopefully he can come in and fill that sort of role, but um, does have good leap on him. So potentially would be able to take some contested marks, just getting to the drop zone of the ball a little bit earlier than his opponent. A lot of development still left as you'd expect from a guy who's 22 and only played a couple of seasons at AFL level. As for mid-sized forwards, there's not really many. Um, even forward options in general, you've kind of got those two tools and then there's not a whole lot coming through. Maybe that's somewhere that the Hawks will look to target in this year's draft. But apart from Kaczynski and Lewis, their next tallest forward would be uh, Connor McDonald at 185. And that's not a tall, that's a mid-sized player at best. It, probably even a small in the forward line. So they've got this range of small forwards who are very handy. You've got Wingard who on his day is fantastic, but looks like he's not really playing with any intent, to be honest. Um, 
he's he's been pretty disappointing since coming across to the Hawks. But maybe a few of the experienced guys out, a little bit more responsibility on his shoulders and full preseason, he can take those chances and be that classy finisher inside forward 50, setting up and kicking goals. We know, yeah, what he can do when he's at his best. Luke Bruce, one of the best small forwards over the past 20 years, without a doubt, fantastic, classy, always finishes his work, brings his teammates into the play, got a wicked sidestep, can fend off. Uh, yeah, he's he's the perfect forward pocket and probably doesn't get the recognition that he deserves. Dylan Moore really starting to show um, what he's made of in the leadership group. I've seen little clips of um, the interviews at Hawthorne where they're talking to the younger players and Moore's actually, despite only being 23, he's one of the guys in there as an experienced leader talking to these younger Hawthorne players. So just shows the standing that uh, Sam Mitchell holds him in. And we saw these on-field performances playing up half forward, was racking up huge numbers, kicking heaps of first half goals in particular, which is a little bit of a quirk. Maybe maybe he'll start to iron out the consistency of his game to bring more four-quarter performances. He just works all day and plays with that real vigor and vitality, brings a lot of energy to the forward line. And then Connor McDonald is a guy drafted last year, so it was his first year. He's definitely going to be a midfielder going forward, but he's got enough forward smarts to play that half-forward role until he develops into that midfielder. Makes really quick decisions. He's not, like, athletically brilliant, but he looks really athletic because he's he's really quick thinking, disposes of the, of the ball well. He's got sharp skills, and he's yeah, he's got a quick mind. That always helps. I think he's yeah, a dynamic forward that, as I mentioned, will move into the midfield. And then Butler, a clever guy playing in his first year as well. The Hawks brought in a couple of guys with sort of second round picks in the 20s and Butler was one of them around the same pick as McDonald. Another clever forward, plays very similar to his uh, brother Dan Butler, but I'd say Dan more raw pace, whereas Butler brings a little bit more of that lateral movement, stepping around guys, probably a little bit more of a thoughtful player uh, than Dan Butler. Not to throw any shade, but that's just what I think. And Brockman, I think Brockman is a guy that could be that next really dangerous small forward who applies lots of pressure. Didn't play uh, due to injury, I'm pretty sure, but I, I was really impressed with him um, start of last year and hopefully he can continue to develop. And there's definitely a position there with Bruce coming to the end of his career and Wingard as well. So uh, guys like McDonald moving into the midfield, more even had stints in the midfield. So there's definitely a position. Um, and I think that Brockman is the guy that can take that overall it's really a development year for the Hawks. Second year with Mitchell, Sam Mitchell in charge as coach. It'd be interesting to see how these younger guys take to the full-time mid-rotation, whether they can stand up, whether they get beaten up a little bit and drop down the ladder. It wouldn't be the worst thing, another good draft pick and just another 22 games of experience into this group. But you want to start to see signs. You just want to see that this is the group that will take them forward. Um, there's, there's not much experience left but I think they'll continue to hit that trade period, hit the draft really hard, and probably finish around the same spot. But we'll wait and see. If you, if you, uh, if you disagree about anything, you've got any changes you'd make to the 24, any thoughts on Hawthorne, let me know in the comments. Otherwise, I'll see you next time.